Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. We're so blessed that you're joining us today on the Kingdom Crossroads podcast, and we are blessed that you are joining us for a very special episode as we are concluding a great two-part interview with Kathleen Donnelly, author of a great book titled Wisdom on the Camino, A Spiritual Journey Sharing Forgiveness and Possibilities to Inspire the Rest of Your Life. Kathleen is sharing about her 500-mile walk as a pilgrimage along the Camino Santiago de Capastida, also known as the Way of St. James. If you missed any of the prior episode, go back and listen because what she is sharing is so inspiring You don't want to miss any of it. Amen? All right, let's jump back into the interview now with Kathleen Donnelly. What was it like when you finally reached your destination? Oh, my gosh. Uh, So the last week, um, you know, you get to Saria, and that's the place where it's like 111 kilometers to Santiago from Saria. So when you get there... You're all, all of a sudden, you're just feeling like, oh man, this is almost over. I mean, I was there 66 days. So, you know, and I was seeing the end coming and I was just like really sad, you know, that I, that it was going to be over. Um, And uh, so I, you know, it was everything from then on was more special than special. And, uh, but when I got to Santiago, um, when you get to Santiago, you know, there's always a trail and there's always yellow arrows that you can follow. And when you got, when you get to the city, the arrows end, you got to find the cathedral. Mm. And so I, I was like looking around, I'm like, I could see the cathedral, but I didn't know how to get there. And this guy, um, he was tethered to another guy. And I guess he was a developmentally disabled person. So he was like being the charitable person walking with this guy. And um, so he, he, he motioned to me, he he saw me and, and he's like, yeah, she doesn't know where to go. (laughs) And so um, he motioned to me to follow him. And he led me to very close to the cathedral. I mean, we, he like over there, they've got elevators that go from street to street, like, Oh, it's wow. and it's just a free elevator. You get in the elevator and go up to the next street because you know it's so you don't have to walk so far. It's amazing. And so he he led me to almost there. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to follow somebody in there. So I kind of left him and tried to find it myself. And um I heard the um what do you call um the the um oh the what is that um, Irish um, musical instrument, the um, bagpipe. Bagpipe. So I heard the bagpipe and I knew I was close because they, you know, right on the entrance to the cathedral, there's a bagpipe guy 
or one time it was a lady. And then there's a lady there who is laying, she's kneeling there with her hands folded, looking up to God with a little bowl in front of her. And so it's like, it, it, I think, I mean, I don't know if there's an organization that sponsors that or what, but every time I walked by that, there was always those two things there. And um, I was so mesmerized the first time I went by there, I didn't even have any money out to throw in her bowl and I, and I felt foolish for it. But anyway, I, I was just like dazed and walking in and, and then uh, after I got through that corridor, um, I walked out and there was the cathedral and I, I, um, I walked over there and there were people sitting there. They were like basking in the glory of the cathedral, Santiago. I mean, lay, I mean, actually like they were laying at the beach or something <laughs> on the ground and, uh, just like, um, I found a lady standing there and I said, well, if I take your picture, will you take my picture? And she said, well, I don't need a picture, but I'll take your picture. And so I just stood there with my arms up like victory, you know, and uh, she took my picture. And um, that was uh, so amazing. And really standing there, if you stand there a while, you'll see people coming in, you know, people come in all day long whenever they get there. And um, so it was I don't know. <laughs> it was then, so much for me. So much for my heart. Go get your certificate of completion, right? I know. And here I am. You know, I speak a little bit of Spanish. I live right by Mexico in San Diego, but not, I don't, you know, I sometimes it's hard to put the sentences together for me. Uh, so I had to find out where that was. And, and so I did somehow. <laughs> and I went over there and I had to wait in line. I don't, I think it was like an hour and a half, which I don't know how long it was, but it, I heard that that wasn't very long. Mm, wow. And so I, you know, there. yeah. And people getting their Compostela and the, the it was very uh, amazing because uh, I heard that, I heard that if, if you don't walk the whole way, you have to get two stamps every day um, on the last 100K. Mm. And so I thought I didn't have to because I walked the whole way. Mm. And uh, when I got there, I found out you do have to, even though you walk the whole way. And so oh, wow. they were like questioning, talking to the boss and stuff like that. Shall we give it to her? And I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> Make her go back and do it and, again. <laughs> uh, they they did. They gave it to me, but I'm like, um, they were pointing out where I didn't, you know, I didn't have stamps for certain days. And I'm like, yeah, I was sick. I stayed there four days or, you know, so um, anyway. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's but awesome. when you start walking, you get the, the, um, you have to, either you have to find one or you, you get it there where you start but you have to get a pilgrim passport and then every night they stamp it at the place where you stay mm. and then um and then in that way it lets the albergue owners know that you are a pilgrim because um the albergues are for the pilgrims okay. and um so and also they record uh for the spanish government they record where you're at so huh. they um, tell that to the government every night. So oh, wow. the, the government knows where you are. 
Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And then what made you decide to write a book about this adventure? Well, um, because I, I, um, while Ron was sick, I had to be here. And so I had a bunch of healing to do from, I had a kind of a rough childhood and I needed to do some healing and what a wonderful opportunity, you know, to do my healing while I had to be there. So I went online and I did healing. I felt like God was leading me to all these healers. Like I, I think my first one was um, Donna Eden. And then, uh, and then uh, I bought her program and I did the work. And then uh, when it wasn't interesting to me anymore, God would send me another one and I would buy their program and I'd do it. You know, and sometimes they just gave you their program without charging you. And that was really nice because um, Ron had to quit his job and I had to rent out rooms in the house in order to, you know, not lose the house. So yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't. <laughs> anyway, um, I I just felt like God was leading me all these healers. And so it was so long that I was doing that, that I developed some philosophies of my own. And so I wanted to write a book about my philosophies that I had learned, mm -hmm. uh, you know, including my spirituality from all my life as being, you know, a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so I was reluctant to be teachy. And so I remembered that I had um, told all the people, the people that I met, I told them about my philosophies on the Camino. So I wrote my book about walking the Camino and telling them the philosophies Amen. that I learned. So what are some of the philosophies that you formulated and outlined in your book, which you, which you learned and shared with these people? Well, one of them is um, the Ho'oponopono. Have you heard of that? No. Ho'oponopono. It's a, it's a Hawaiian healing technique for the family. And you, and it's a miracle too. I mean, that other prayer is a miracle. This one is a miracle too. And um, what it does is it looses our binds with the people that we have trouble with. Mm. Like we, we have trouble with people in our life and we're kind of bound to them with either anger, hate, or, you know, maybe even if we try to forgive them, it's hard type of thing. Um, so um, it looses the binds that we have with people. Yeah. And uh, what it, it starts out with, I love you. I love God. God loves me. God loves that other person. That other person loves God. I love that other person. If you can say it, if you can't, then you don't have to. I love you. I'm sorry. And it's not, I'm sorry I did something. I'm sorry the situation exists. Mm. Um, and then please forgive me. And it's not that I did something. Thing, but please forgive me for what's going on inside of me that caused me to attract that. Because if I have a low vibration for my sadness, I'm going to attract in more low vibrational stuff. Uh, please forgive me. And then thank you. Thank you for showing me this so I could heal. If I didn't see this sadness or feel this pain, I wouldn't know where I needed to heal. Oh, amen. So, amen. Um, you know, thank you for showing me this so I could heal. And then I love you. I love God. God loves me. God loves the other person. All the, 
I love you. And probably by that time, you can say, I love that other person. (laughs) But so I I just really don't feel like I need to forgive anybody anymore because I feel like I brought it in. Those people out there, they're like doing what they do. Mm. And I brought in negative stuff because I had a rough childhood, which made me sad. And I was just bringing in sad stuff the rest of my life because I was at a low vibration. Amen. That's good. Amen. So when, when you started out, how did you get to the starting point? I know when I told you before we started recording, my friend did his journey in, in 2016. He said he had to, after the plane flight over there, uh, he had to go, it took like two different trains to get to his start point. And, and all that right. he only went, he only went 200 miles. I think he mm-hmm. took a shortcut, but yeah, <laughs> well, that's good. You know, any amount you can go. Cause you know, yeah. I, I had the time, but people have jobs and that's yeah. no reason to not go. You can just walk, you know, a different, you know, a shorter route. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of people just, yeah, to do that. So did you have to take a train or did somebody? Okay. So I took a plane to Paris and I stayed in Paris for a week. So I wouldn't have jet lag. And I, I was a tourist in Paris. What a blessing is that? Amen. And then, um, then I took an airplane to Baritz in, um, France. And then I took a cab to Bayonne from Baritz. I did take a cab to Bayonne and then uh, from Bayonne, I took a train to Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port. And then, you know, I walked into the town and I went to the Bellari, which was my first albergue. And and that's where I started the Camino. That's where I started. Amen. Amen. And then when you got, when you, on your trip home, you were, you know, obviously in Santiago. Mm-hmm. Did you, do they have an airport or you just was, okay, no more walking. I'm going to ride home. Well. So um, I came into Paris and I left from Paris, right? So I got a round trip from Paris. But after I was done in Santiago, I went to uh, Edinburgh because I have a a thing I like to do. I like to paint icons, you know, those religious paintings with gold around the saint. And they have an icon painting school in Edinburgh. So I spent a month in Edinburgh. So I had like two months on the Camino and I had a month in Edinburgh. Well, in Scotland, actually. And and so I went over there and did that. And then um, after that, I I um, my husband and I had gone to Abimore in Scotland before he died. And so I went to Abimore. I had some. I had some spiritual work to do in Aviemore, mm-hmm. and then uh, then I took a train over to London and took the Eurostar over to Paris and Amen. and took took the airplane home from Paris. Amen. The, was was your family waiting for you at the airport to give you the big welcome home? Uh, yeah. Who picked me up at the airport? I don't. I probably my daughter. I don't remember who picked uh, me up at the airport. Oh, maybe my 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 daughter took me. No. My sister-in-law, who um, got me to walk mountains, it might have been her that picked oh, me up. Okay. But uh, yeah, well, the thing is, my most of my family is not in San Diego. Yeah. I came home on the 4th of July. Oh, wow. Uh, 
Yeah, because it's cheaper to fly on the 4th of July. And I was yep. trying to get my yeah. cheap airfare. Yeah, so I came amen. home on the 4th. I, I had a layover in Minneapolis. Uh, so I got to go to the uh, something of America, the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. And yep. I had eight-hour layover in, oh, in wow. uh, Minneapolis. So that yeah. was really fun. I went okay. over there. And I had cheese curd. I always wanted to eat cheese curd. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you hear about it on all these food channels. <laughs> yep, amen. And when you were walking the the elk the, the camino, uh, you know, you said mm-hmm. where you got to stay, but where did you take showers? Where did you do the laundry? All that did they have all that in the the places where you stayed or yeah. Uh well, okay. So the first night I was there at the Bellari, I had laundry to do because I'd been there a week already. And um, I asked the guy, you know, where to do the laundry. And then I asked him, is there soap? And he goes, on the Camino, we only used one bar of soap. You wash your body, your clothes, your teeth, your hair with one bar of soap because <laughs> you don't want to carry a bunch of stuff. So yeah. uh, out on the roof, they had um, a sink with a bowl in it. And I, you know, wash my clothes and rinse them with my bar of soap. And, and uh, then he had this thing called a centrifuge. And so you can just pump it and all the water goes out of your clothes. And I was kind of afraid because it was like the afternoon already. And I, I was worried that my clothes wouldn't dry. And he said, Oh, no, the the wind on the Camino will dry them. Mm-hmm. So I hung them out on the clothesline. And on the Camino, you bring safety pins with you to put your stuff on the clothesline because clothes pins are heavier. Number one, number two, if you have it safety pinned on there, they're not going to blow off. <laughs> and so, um, so that's what I did. Uh, so the albergues, um, they have like, some of them have co-ed bathrooms. So you, you know, you're in there with the guys and then uh, some of them have men's rooms and girls rooms. So they're all different. Um, I stayed at one monastery. They had a separate little room for the women to sleep in. That was interesting. Uh, but mostly it's just a giant room with a bunch of bunk beds. And, yeah. uh, and then they, they will have a kitchen. If there's a store in the town, you can buy your food and cook your food. Mm. Or um, if there's a restaurant, they'll tell you, go over there. They have the, um, you know, the pilgrim meal. So it's cheaper. So they tell you where to go to eat. Uh, or if there's nothing else in town, no store, no um, restaurant, then they will provide the food and you just mm. have to pay for it. Yeah. So um, if they provided the food, I always got the food, yeah. if, you know, because I, that was just the easiest thing to do. Yeah. But yeah. I cooked a lot. Amen. And- Amen. So are you preparing <laughs> to go back on another pilgrimage? Yeah. So last year I, I did uh, the Camino in Portugal. Mm-hmm. I started in Lisbon and walked up to Santiago. And next year I'm planning on doing the Camino del Norte, the northern route across northern wow. Spain, right on the ocean. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah, I think it's the Atlantic up there. Yeah. Amen. And so, um, so you've been back since this trip in your book and you, you're yeah. continually going back and and challenging yourself and and taking these spiritual journeys. This is awesome. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And so I'm writing my book about the Portugal one now. Amen. And, and so, um, yeah. Amen. Well, when you get that one finished, you need to come back on and tell us all about that one too. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Now, how can someone obtain a copy of your book, Wisdom on the Camino? Uh, you, it's on Amazon. Amazon. And okay. if you put wiz, yeah, you just put wisdom on the Camino and it comes up and, mm-hmm. um, so you can, uh, get the hard copy or you can get the digital copy. And if you wouldn't mind, give me a review only if you like it. <laughs> <laughs> After this conversation, yeah. I think everyone's going to like it. Hey, man, it's awesome. <laughs> a lot of people like it. A lot yeah. of people like it. It's it, just kind of a fun, um, story and my wisdoms are pretty much hidden inside the mm. inside the text Amen. um Amen. just Amen. as experiences and it, it's an adventure story yeah um Amen. and a beauty story too about the beauty of the camino yeah Amen. if someone wanted to reach out to you maybe to get some more information on how they can prepare or go on this type of pilgrimage or maybe just do an interview with you such as this how can they do that how can someone get in touch with you well, I have a website. It's wisdomonthecamino.com. And okay. my email is Kathleen at wisdomonthecamino.com. Okay. I'll put those links in the show notes below. Folks, a pilgrimage is a great way for someone, for you, to get closer to God, clear your mind, meditate on scriptures, endure some discomfort, and visit some very important, spiritually significant places for Christians. I mean, you can use the links below to find out more information and to order your copy of Kathleen's great book, Wisdom on the Camino, a spiritual journey sharing forgiveness and possibilities to inspire the rest of your life. I encourage you to order your copy today. Order two or more. Christmas season's coming as we're getting ready to publish this. So you need to order these and give them away as gifts to bless and inspire someone else as well. Amen. Kathleen, I want to thank you for joining us today. I do appreciate it. It was just a great time. Thank you very much. Thank you, too. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. Kathleen Donnelly Israel and myself this Pastor Bob reminding you be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect 
with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.